Good morning, Hippionians. It is Tuesday, January 19th. I hope you guys had a great Monday. And we're going to start off with just a word of the day that will hopefully give us some inspiration as we move on through our conversation. Um, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. That's 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13 so think about this what can you do today to renew your joy and belonging to Jesus Um, does it mean maybe you know just taking some time out taking a walk on your lunch break or um, you know just sitting by your window looking up at the sky and just watching birds or thinking about the clouds and just kind of reconnecting with him. What can you do to renew your joy in belonging to Jesus? Um, Another thing is, you know, I'm sure it's cold in a lot of places, so you can always sit by the fireplace or heating vent and just think about the warmth and the grace that Jesus offers us every single day. In Mark 2, um, verses 16 through 17 it says the scribes of the Pharisees when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors said to his disciples why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners and when Jesus heard it he said to them those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick I came not to call the righteous but the sinners think about that for a second right when we get sick most of us will try to take care of ourselves and we doctor on ourselves and but you know I mean unless we're really sick we don't go to a doctor Um, but Jesus was saying you know even those with the slightest little cold that needs to hear him he's there for him and he's there to to make sure that they're taken care of and that's kind of how we need to think about ourselves and think about our relationship with Christ. Um, Now, yesterday, obviously, was Martin Luther King's birthday. And, you know, I don't know how many people had to work or I had to. So I was at work. Um, But, you know, this man did a lot for um, all of us, whether you were a person of color, but especially a person of color and everyone who wanted to have something different and live a different in a different world and sometimes it gets muddled because you know we still have so much hate between uh races between religions between family even i mean you know we really have to really think about all of that energy that we use to despise one another to hate someone because of the color of their skin or to not like someone due to a sexual orientation is so much hate and God is not about hate he is not at all about um, disliking or you because your skin may be brown and someone else's skin may be um, darker brown or what have you or somebody may be white you know he doesn't look at that that's he made us all different shades because he saw the whole spectrum he saw us as we were he saw us as he imagined us so why 
do we feel that, you know, disliking someone because of the color of their skin um, is okay? Because it's not. Um, so on his birthday, there was a scripture uh, in Matthew 5, 44, that um, was nicely put in my Mornings with Jesus 2021 book. So I want to read that to you really quick. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Next time you see a hateful post, contribute a loving response, a scripture verse, or even an encouraging quote, and just see what happens. I mean, you may have retaliation, you may have somebody say something very ugly, you know, but you just have to get to a point where you start to overlook, um, and I hate to say it, but stupidity in a sense, because <clears throat> for whatever reason, they just have so much hate and disdain for each other that it's it's really sad. Dr. King tried to live out Jesus' commandments to love one, to, to love one's neighbor and showed us what one person could achieve with a, uh, a courageously loving response. So, you know, we should be inspired by Jesus himself to love our enemies, real or perceived. Okay. So humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And that's James chapter four, verses 10. And I know we talked earlier about, you know, writing Jesus a love letter. You know, make a list of the ways Jesus had lift you up and made you feel special. Because I know he has. He's done it for all of us. As every day of our lives, even though we may not always realize it. But he definitely has done it for all of us. And we all have so much to be thankful for. So think about all the people you've encountered over the past few days. Has Jesus' golden rule always guided your speech and your behavior? Um, you know, and those are questions that we really need to, to ask ourselves. Are we doing, are we being like Jesus? Are we treating the people that we come in contact with kind? You know, I'm sure Jesus got pissed off a lot of times at people <laughs> and all of the craziness that they were doing, but he still loved them. He loved them, which is why... He did everything that he did um, for you and for me. Uh, even before we came into this world, he did it. So that's something to just think about. And to remember as we go through our day, you know, to stand tall, to um, be encouraged to know that you have something special. God saw something special in you, which is why he created you. And there's something for all of us to do in this world. There's something for us to, to say, to help someone else along the way. And we just have to know that he has bestowed gifts upon everyone. So you stand firm and let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And that comes from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 58. Um, and then I want to read this little piece to you here, which says, simply define ambition means determination to succeed. 
That's a positive thing, essential, in fact, to accomplishing God's will and purpose for your life. It helps you look past the obstacles in your path. It helps you look past your age, your health condition, your education, or your lack of finances even. To the prize that is waiting for you on the other side, God wants you to be determined, even ambitious. He get, he's given you that inner motivation to help you complete the task that he's assigned for you to do. And you may be questioning, I used to do this a lot of times. I used to think, God, what do you want me to do? Like, I feel like I want to do something for you, but I don't really know what to do. And then it's almost like one day it just kind of dawned on me. It's like whatever you have in your heart that you are passionate about, you may be an excellent baker or person that loves to cook. That is the gift that he's given you. What do you love to do? Are you a painter? Do you love writing poetry? Um, Are you a great singer? Do you love to dance? I mean, God has given us so many talents that we can use to build up the kingdom, to get people who are maybe questioning about the the religion and, and I look I'll be the first to tell you I question religion so I don't really subscribe to anything in particular but I always say that I'm Christian but I don't go to church and I don't um you know go in and buy into that um to a lot of things that are being said I read the word of God and I have his words within me and for me when I go out my ministry is to to talk to people to uplift the brokenhearted to to be an a ear for those who need someone to talk to and so I know what my gifts are and anytime I do outside of my gifts if I try to do something just you know okay I need to go do this um you know work this job because it's going to pay this this and that I end up being so miserable. Like I literally, my, my energy is gone. It is drained. I am not happy. I can't, I don't function like I normally do. But when I'm doing the will of my father, I know it because I have, it's almost like you take that nice deep breath in and your lungs are inflated and you feel so great and it's, you're energized and you've got all this energy to do this and, and you can go and do what you need to do. That's when you know you found your calling, when it gives you peace. And that's what we need to do because we all have a calling and, and God has given each of you something to do and you've probably felt it, but then you felt, well, how am I possibly going to survive if I go do what I want to do? Well, this is when faith comes in. This is when you have to literally step out on the water like Peter and you have to have that faith, but you have to keep your eyes on Jesus because the minute you take it off, you're going to start to sink. And the enemy is quick to show you, hey, you're just stepping on water. There is no solid ground underneath you. But Jesus is saying, if you keep your eyes on me, regardless to what is underneath your feet, I got you. And that's kind of how we have to see it. So regardless to how it may look in the natural, you've got to believe in the supernatural. You've got to move on. You've got to find this peace because I'm telling you, guys, I know we're in 2021. I don't know when the end of the world is coming. I don't know. 
But I will tell you this, to live your life one day, not living it for Christ, not getting out here, um, ministering. And when I say ministering, I don't mean, you know, oh, you're standing behind a pulpit and you're preaching. I don't mean that. What I just mean is that you are being a service to other people in a way that shows God's love for them, for the ones who are often neglected, for the ones who are often criticized, for the ones who may not have a mother or a father. When you step up to that role and you take that that um, that on, God is in you because he is moving in you to, to go out and touch his people. That's what he did. That's why he sat and ate dinner with the sinners. That's why he talked to the people that were tax collectors. That's why he talked to the people um, who was Mary Magdalene, who was a, a prostitute, and how he was able to forgive her. And other people thought, why is this woman coming up to Jesus? Do he know what kind of woman she is? Yes, he did. And do you think he loved her any less than he loved his disciples that were sitting around him? No, he did not. As a matter of fact, he probably looked at her that day even with more love because she brought her shame. She brought her pain. She brought everything that was inside of her and her most precious gift that she had that was of any value to her was her alabaster box filled with oil. And what did she do? She knelt down at the Savior's feet. She poured the oil, broke open this expensive little box, broke it open and poured it over the Savior's feet. And then, and then as she cried, the tears fell on his feet and hurt in the oil. And what did she do? She took her hair and she dried the Savior's feet. And nobody who had welcomed Jesus into that house that day, nobody offered to wash his feet. But see, it doesn't matter what you've done, what kind of life you've lived before. It doesn't matter even if you're living a life that you're not proud of right now. Jesus sees you when you come to him with your very best, when you come to him with whatever it is that you have that is precious to you. And what's precious to you is also precious to him. And it's your soul. It's the soul that is within you. It is your heart. And when you lay that down at the Savior's feet and you give that to him, that is more precious than any gold or silver or money that you can put into a a collection plate in, in the church or what have you. You are giving him your best. And when you give him your best, guess what? He gives you all of him. He always gives us his best, no matter how much we kind of skim off the top or take away. God has always given us our best, uh, given us his best. So just remember that today, guys. Again, I get off topic because I get so excited when I talk about my father. When I think about everything that he gives me and everything that he does and just answering my prayers, I get so excited and I can't help it, you know, and I know we just had Monday Bible study yesterday and this wasn't really supposed to be a Bible study and it really wasn't, but it was just me talking and the Holy Spirit leading me because that's the one thing that I've asked. I've asked him to just speak through me. Don't let it be my words, but let it be his words. So I'm just going to say, hey, have your way, Yahweh, have your way. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's all that I have for you today. Please enjoy Tuesday. Please get up, smile, 
you know, even if you have a crappy day that it seems like it's turned out crap, just thank God. Just go into that habit, get into the habit of just praising him and thanking him. And I'm telling you, sometimes even the worst days can be your best days. You just got to want to receive it. All right. God bless you. Have a wonderful night tonight, guys. Sleep well. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. Bye.